Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day workshop for men seeking to overcome any destructive sexual habits. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery with decades of combined experience. Read testimonials of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY Hi, my name is Jonathan and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to invite you to join us at our next workshop coming up September 28th through the 30th in Pennsylvania in the beautiful Poconos along the Delaware River. So call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY That's 1-800-497-8748 or visit gatewaymen.com. Good day, radio listeners and viewers. We're glad to have you here with us. My name is Jonathan, and uh, we actually have two very special guests to the ministry mm-hmm. today. We've got Gigi, who is our Wives Care Coordinator with us actually here in the studio. And then we have actually on the line with us Marie, all the way from Pennsylvania. So, hi, Marie. How are you? Good, good. And Marie's, it's kind of fun because uh, I have to at least tell a little bit of backstory on on Marie. So actually, I, I met Marie's husband, Todd, many, many years ago at a, a workshop that isn't even the workshop that we do now. And then through some other things, he ended up coming to one of our workshops and he and I became friends. And then next thing you know, you know, what do they say? One thing led to another kind of a thing. <laughs> and now Todd is actually the one who runs our Gateway to Freedom workshops up in the Pennsylvania area. So it's really cool. And so it's been great to to know Todd and Marie all these years. And now what Marie has been doing is she's been coming alongside Gigi and helping as kind of co-leading the wives care groups. And so what I would love for y'all to do before we kind of get into the topic of of tips for husbands is why don't you share a little bit about the wives care groups and, and maybe even when the next one's coming up and just a little bit more about that before we dive in. Yeah, my pleasure. Yes, we, we, uh, I've been honored to have Marie join me and co-leading the groups, um, along with, uh, Ronnie West. And it's, uh, we have a, a season starting, um, in October 10th. Wednesdays, uh, two times that we offer on one at noon central time and the other one at 7 p.m. central. Uh, and it's a six weeks uh, program that really provides some guardrails for learning how to do this journey of healing mm-hmm. as a wife, um, as well as the experiencing support from each other and from people who are in the same boat and from those that like Marie and I who have been in it for longer and we mm-hmm. can uh, hopefully really give some hope, right, Marie? And that's right. I'd love yeah. to hear what you have to say from, <laughs> from our experience. You've been well, so, I, such I a would blessing. Say, oh, sorry. 
I, I would say that the wives care group is a safe place for women to come together to be able to share what they're going through that week and to be to to be with other women that understand. And Maria, I would actually say so I kind of I kind of jumped way ahead. Our our listeners have some history with Gigi, so they've they've kind of met Gigi before and know Gigi. I would love for you to be, maybe be able to just give a little bit of your own story to kind of give people an understanding like, hey, how did you even have a desire to get involved with wives care ministry? And so how did you kind of get to the point that you're at now? And some of that I know will come out a little bit when we deal with this idea of maybe offering some tips to husbands, but why don't you let our listeners know kind of who you are and how you've gotten to this point? All righty. Well, my name's Marie and I live in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um, and like Jonathan had said, my husband and I met Jonathan through the Be Broken Ministries and we felt a call to come down to be broken just to share our story with you guys. And that's kind of how we got connected. Um, in the beginning, I was really, really raw after I found out everything my husband had uh, disclosed to me. I had never seen any hope of helping anybody or even like having any kind of joy again. And so it's been a, a long journey, a process with the Lord of finding healing. Um, he has given me such a desire and an empathy for women who are hurting to let them know that they're not alone in this journey. I think that's such an important thing is to know you're not the only one and that you have someone to walk alongside with you. So um, I guess I met Gigi through the Be Broken Ministries and we just connected and yeah. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's great. Uh, I would love to hear your perspective too, Marie on maybe the value of the wives care groups being something that can be done online and uh, versus maybe having to go to a location to, to maybe get help. Why, why do you think that maybe is uh, maybe that brings a more, more safety to women or, or what would be your perspective on just the idea of the value of it being online uh, versus maybe having to walk into a building somewhere? Mm -hmm. Well, it definitely is a safe place because you can do it at your home and you can also join in. You don't even have to have a video showing. Mm -hmm. So not everyone feels at the, they're at the place where they could even, you know, come face to face with a group. Um, but it's been really neat to be able to join from anywhere. Um, you know, yeah. it's neat to co-lead a group with, with an amazing woman from Texas, you know, and I'm in Pennsylvania and, you know, we had, people from all over the country join our group. So it's just, it's very convenient. It's very safe. It's yeah. Well, we, we love technology because I mean, it's allowed us to do a whole lot. Of, I mean, we're doing it right now. There's, right. there's no way we'd, we'd reach as many people as we do without the good technology that's out there. Okay. So the, and the next group is actually starting October 1st. 10th. 10th. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. October 10th. And uh, you're doing two, Two, two groups, groups, right? Yes. One at noon and one in the evening. So, um, okay. Yeah. So please. Um, and where can they go to get information or they sign can up go for the at, group? To wivescare.com. Okay. And look for the care groups there and go to the link and sign up. Yeah. We'll, we'll be happy to have you. Um, and if they have, if, if, if you have any questions, then uh, you can certainly, there's ways to connect with Gigi on there to ha have any questions answered. So, all right, I want to dive into this. I think this is a great topic that you all have brought up here, this idea of 
tips for husbands. And, and I think the little subtitle should be from wives who care, you know, because I think it's good to hear. It's amazing to me the benefit we can get from hearing like help for ourselves from the other side. And I think this works both ways. I think there can be benefits when husbands say things that might be helpful for wives, but also then when wives can say things that are helpful for husbands, because we have different perspectives that we bring to the situation, right? Yes. So why don't you set the stage, Gigi, for kind of what prompted this idea of wanting to give some tips for husbands and, and what specific maybe time frame are we looking at in a couple's brokenness that these things are going to apply? Is this sort of an early on kind of uh, situation that you're offering tips for is, or, or is it like later on in recovery that you're looking mm -hmm. to offer these tips? Sure. Well, these, um, I think that they would apply almost any time, but mm -hmm. really uh, it's more for the earlier on process, right? And uh, I've had the privilege of uh, speaking to a few husbands that reached out to me uh, on how to help their wives. And I feel um, just a, a passion to see that they would get the help and I think sometimes hearing from people like Marie and I, uh, who are not in the emotion of things, mm -hmm. you know, it's easier maybe to to listen to some things and take it to heart. So um, I'm hoping that this will be a, a time that we could just speak heart to heart to you uh, from a wife's perspective on how mm -hmm. to handle her uh, during this delicate season. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So husbands out there, listen up. And if, if you're a woman listening, you know, this, these podcasts get recorded. So then just, you know, make sure your husband listens to it because this is going to be valuable information. So let's dive in. Now, you say here that the first thing is to be 100% committed to your recovery, regardless of what happens to the marriage. So you're saying right. to husbands, regardless of whether or not anything positive or negative happens in the relationship, mm -hmm. you're saying they need to be 100% committed to their own personal recovery. Right. Why is that important from a wife's perspective? Well, Marie, do you have some thoughts wanna... on that? No. Oh. No? Okay, well. Sure. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I just think we, we actually say that to wives too, that mm -hmm. uh, you need to be 100% committed to your healing because before you're a married person, you are uh, a creation of God's hand, mm -hmm. you know, and you have a relationship with him and you have a life to live. You have purposes that he has for you that uh, you don't want to miss. So um, we want, I would say that that is really important to, to have that vision for your own life and for um, your own well-being and healing. Right now for, as far as the husband is concerned, just to, uh, add to that um if a wife senses that you're doing things in that performance mode that you're doing things just to just to please her and yeah. to make her satisfied to get her to that, calm down yeah get her to <laughs> calm down you know what she will sense that she will see that that's your motivation mm -hmm. and i just encourage you maybe you don't have that vision yet but i would encourage you you know, that God has more for you in this, um, 
that he didn't bring this to light for just to save your marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he wants to redeem you in yeah. um, your suffering because you're stuck in, in something that is damaging mm-hmm. to your soul. So um, pray for God to give you if you don't have that yet. And I understand that sometimes the motivation in the beginning is just to survive, to not to get your wife not to leave, mm-hmm. you know, but that will not last if you keep it to that level. Mm-hmm. Does that do? Yeah, we like to tell guys all the time, and I think this applies to, to women too, is it's like there's only one person you're guaranteed to live with for the rest of your life, and that's yourself. So it's like... <laughs> There needs to be some personal responsibility in that. The other thing too is there's personal accountability. We all stand before God individually, right? right? So therefore we're personally responsible for our actions. And I think like you said, this is something that I think a husband and wife could find a point of commonality on, right? Mm -hmm. That a wife, she's got to be invested in her own healing for her personal reasons. The same way a guy has to be invested in his recovery for his own personal reasons. The good news is I think if, Maureen, you can probably speak to this. The good news, I think, is if a couple is both committed to their own personal recovery, that usually then benefits the relationship, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. That's what I usually say, that a woman walks her road to recovery and a man walks his road to recovery. And if they're both going in a healthy direction, there is usually reconciliation between the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they can't, but then, but I guess what you're saying then is you have to be careful to sort of stay in your lane, Mm -hmm. right? In terms of not then trying to say, listen, I'm ahead of you. Come on, catch up. And you know what I mean? And not trying to impose maybe even my own recovery onto you in the same way a wife wouldn't want to impose her recovery on her. Is that yeah, and that can be a challenge sure, because yeah. people, you know, get expectations of how this journey should should go. Well, and especially and, if a wife feels like I'm working harder than he is, at right. his, or vice versa. You know, mm-hmm. we get husbands sometimes that it's like, I've really been working hard for six months, and my wife is just still kind of stuck in her bitterness and anger, and you know, so. And I, I'll just break it to you, Jonathan. I think most wives think. He is way too slow in this program, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. So just understand that we all want out of this pain, mm-hmm. and we want to get to a stable place. So unfortunately, uh, that is something you're going to have to live with. She's going to think, be thinking, "Are you still there? Can't you, you know, be farther in right. this process?" Um, but. By the way, that fe- those feelings go the other direction too. Again, because husbands are like, what do I got to do? I've been like clean for six months, haven't done anything, and she's still throwing pots at my head, you know, that kind of stuff. So, right. Uh, it's a lot of messiness. That's just, I think part of what you're talking about with this first point is there is a necessity, while we don't condone selfishness, there is a necessity for self awareness to be able to say, I have to take personal responsibility. Because I think what couples do is then, like you're saying, a wife is looking at her husband and saying, he's slow. Mm-hmm. And a husband's looking at her wife and saying, she's slow. Yes. You know, because they're not really taking full responsibility for their own growth. Right. right. Um, what else we have here? You have something mm-hmm. about being gentle. So you want, you want husbands to be gentle. <laughs> that can be <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> 
that doesn't always come naturally to us. <laughs> well, um, this is, I think it's really hard sometimes to, um, for a man who is in the pit, right, of um, sexual brokenness to get it, how much this affects his wife. Mm-hmm. And I know this happens to husbands as well, but I'm we're mainly talking to the female audience here as wives, but um anyone who's been betrayed in their marriage, that is a traumatic event, mm-hmm. right? That it shakes your foundations, it makes you wonder about your identity. Um and so it's any insecurities that you may have, they will be screaming at you. <laughs> right. You know, so it's a very a difficult, difficult place to be. And if you could respect and honor that and understand, take a step back. Because I, I, I get it that um, seeing this can be overwhelming to a guy, right? Mm-hmm. Emotionally. <laughs> because it's pointing to him for something that right. you've done. And, and I would say one thing as a wife that has really helped me is to understand my husband never really meant to hurt me, mm, mm-hmm. right? And maybe that's something you can keep in the back of your mind and maybe even say it to her sometime. I'm so sorry, you know, that I've hurt you this deeply, but I never intended to. Because yeah. intentions are big, right? Intentions are big. I think this is where it gets back then to, and this is what I would say to husbands. Sometimes I might be able to say things with more force to yes. husbands than you would be able to. <laughs> but what I would say to husbands is this is where they have to own it. They have to own their brokenness and own their sin. And so the way I would maybe say that is when you were, when you, you know, because it's, it's sort of flippant to say, I didn't mean to hurt you. Yeah. But if you understand just how deeply your sin has actually, if I can put it in these terms, stripped and beaten and destroyed your wife, then I think you can have much more empathy, compassion, humility in being able to say, I was completely self-centered in how I was behaving and I was blind to just how much I was hurting you mm-hmm. and have some some real contrition there. Marie, what are your thoughts about maybe helping men understand more about this gentleness piece and just the wounding that really does go on because of their, their sin? Well, I agree with Gigi when she said that it's probably hard to understand the traumatic experience the woman goes through and how much it like, affects all parts of her life. And to have the patience and like you said, the gentleness and to, to remember that it could be years in the process of her trying Mm -hmm. to find wholeness um, as she walks through all the different aspects of healing. So it's not, it's not just a night and day thing, you know, it could take a number of years. Yeah. And one of the things we talk about in our workshop, when we do, we have a session that is on our workshop for men, our three day workshop for men is there's a session on relationship restoration And I actually start that session by talking about the wife's stages of healing and try to frame that up by saying, guys, the, and this kind of goes along with the gentleness. It's like the number one word that you need to have tattooed on your brain as you are trying to help your wife is patience, Mm -hmm. patience, patience, patience. And I actually talk about 
the idea that this is a great opportunity for husbands to exercise the golden rule, right? I'm like, hey, guys, would would you not want your wife to have patience with you in your recovery and your drink? Man, offer the same patience. And I think that goes along with gentleness because if you're patient, you're not being harsh, you're not being cruel, you're being understanding. Mm-hmm. And that's really important. Well, it's funny how many similarities there are to both journeys mm-hmm. because we, we tell the same thing to wives. Yeah, You need to be patient because this problem didn't... Um, come up overnight either i mean it's some it's a pet it's been patterns habits strongholds right so it's gonna take a while for him to really get to a better place to even emotionally be able to relate to you Mm -hmm. so you're gonna need help uh aside from him for a while absolutely (laughs) emotional support so um so you have some things here about how husbands can actually help their wives through this process. I mean, I feel like these first things are just kind of setting the framework. Guys, you need to be 100% committed to your recovery the same way a wife is individually committed to her healing. There's a gentleness that kind of needs to frame up the relationship there. But what are some of these things that may be some specific ways he can help you? You have something here about dealing with just the understanding the emotion of the symptoms that are going to happen in terms of distress and and all kinds of grief and some of those kind of things. Yeah. Um, it's just emotionally, it's, um, there will be so many, people are different. So let's just start with that, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, some, some may be prone to depression. Um, even I remember when I first heard about it, I, I said, I want to go to heaven. You know, we're talking about here, can I take my life? <laughs> mm-hmm. And someone gently reminded me, remember you have three girls. <laughs> right. There's more to it than just right. your marriage. Right? But yeah. these are not things that I ever thought about before, you know, um, anxiety, panic attacks. Some, some people may, may have that. Um, that's very common actually. Uh, some, some ladies may need medication and go to the doctor, you know, for a season. Mood swings, uh, quiet, rage, bad language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, um, overeating, undereating, tailspins, um, it's all your fault. And then you have intrusive, intrusive images um, and, and thoughts, questions, right? Where were you? What were you doing? And right. So, you're going to have someone who is not in her normal state mm-hmm. right and will exhibit that through different um emotional symptoms and, and so the way uh, if so if i understand you right then maybe one of the ways that a husband can help in that the word that comes to my mind is is try to have a sense of empathy yes um uh i think it's interesting you know we keep talking about how there's so many overlaps between like maybe what a husband has to go through and then what a wife has to go through. Believe it or not, if you if you think about recovery, there's a lot of withdrawal symptoms that can happen even for a man coming out of an addiction to pornography or sex or something like that. That where you can have even physical symptoms there. You can have right. you can have headaches and cold sweats and even other even other mood issues like depression and so there's not 
again, it's not like we're so far removed from one another in even the, the things that can happen in our bodies, even when we think about recovery. So that's right. I think that what our thought here is just don't be surprised by that right. and expect it mm-hmm. because it helps to just know that this is not because the world is ending. And, so, and, mm-hmm. and also to see that these are normal. Yes. Because I normal. think so, with some husbands, they see just how this blows up a wife emotionally. And then, and because that is out of the norm for her, mm-hmm. then he's thinking she's broken. Like what happened now? She, you know, like something is, is abnormal about all of these various symptoms. And for what I'm hearing from you is these are very normal. Marie, can you maybe describe even what this was like for you to help maybe husbands understand this is not crazy for a woman to feel these things that she's feeling? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I changed the person I was at that time too. I went from being pretty happy and Uh, laid back and just enjoying life to angry, depressed. Um, I had thoughts in my mind about taking my life as well. Uh, Things that I never even would have, you know, had entered my mind in the past. I was angry at at my husband and um, yeah, you name the awful feeling, I probably felt it. Mm -hmm. But the one thing I wanted to say also is to remember that most wives do not hate their husbands. They just hate what is happening to them and they hate what has been done to them mm. and, and also their family. Cause I remember going through times where I just hated that my husband had caused this much pain to me. And that then I felt like I was neglecting my own children because I was too distraught, you know, to, to even do the stuff that I enjoyed doing with my own kids. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that because um, even anger that is expressed well can be, can hit very personally, right? Like even if, even if a wife expresses exactly what you said right there very, very well, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be the one to admit it. Most men will not admit this. We have fragile egos, (laughs) <laughs> and so a lot of times, even if a wife is expressing her anger, anger appropriately, like in a godly way, mm-hmm. the way our fragile ego is going to take that is like, you hate me. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that you actually just said that out loud. So everybody can hear, listen, the way wives are thinking in that moment is, I actually have uh, Stephen Cervantes, who's on the program a lot. He likes to say, guys, he says, when you really need to be scared is when your wife has no anger. Yeah. Because right. anger means she cares about you, mm-hmm. you know, so she wouldn't be angry if she truly didn't care about you. But but that's good to say that it's not about her being angry at you. It's about she's mad because you were the things you did really just destroyed um, the way things were. Mm-hmm. OK, so we've we've yeah. got a little bit of time left here. Let's try to knock out a few more of these because <laughs> these are good tips. OK, the, well, the the next one here is just making full disclosure right um tell the truth nothing but the truth mm-hmm. get the whole thing on the table to avoid this dribbling disclosure mm-hmm. so um that is something um that is so important and by that i don't mean i think there are there's you need to do that with care and wisdom 
So it doesn't mean there are different levels of disclosure <laughs> in terms of um, the kind of harm that's been done to the marriage, right? Um, so I think there is a, t a time that you may need really a counselor to facilitate all of that um, disclosure and, and do that that way. But mm -hmm. our point here is that if you leave things, one, it's going to harm, if you leave things unspoken and unconfessed, it's going to harm yourself. <laughs> um, and you can probably... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Testify to that. But uh, also, I mean, if, if a wife keeps getting information, um, you know, later, after she's done, maybe she's healed some, and she's grieved and done some work, and then she hears something totally new and mm -hmm. different. Uh, it feels it's it's just re-injuring and it doesn't help a lot at all in building trust right mm -hmm. because if you're keeping things from me what else are you keeping okay you've given me this now and now what else is there <laughs> that you haven't said you know so that is so important mm-hmm Marie, what are your thoughts on just kind of full disclosure and where maybe some of those lines might be for when it's too much in terms of detail or not enough? Or mm -hmm. Well, I think just to be discerning and careful and sensitive. Um, I've seen some husbands say, well, well, I want to be completely honest. I want to tell everything because then I'm completely honest. And then I've seen wives injured because some of those details were unnecessary for her to know for her healing. So I think for a wife to know the details that are necessary for your healing, um, because we don't need to know every little detail. And so I feel like it's just a husband and wife, they need to be very careful and discerning and sensitive on that area. So maybe the tip for husbands in this regard regarding full disclosure is maybe one go see a counselor individually first to start just kind of giving, getting kind of the story unpacked in an environment where you can get everything out where it's not going to, that's not a person that's going to be personally injured by your entire full disclosure, maybe details and all, but then be able to also recognize that your wife needs to be the one to sort of dictate the level of disclosure with the understanding and you guys will probably back me up on this with the understanding that sometimes a wife doesn't even know what she needs in that moment because some wives they go you know trying to grab all of the details out of their own fear and anger that they think that if I have literally every detail then that's going to give me a sense of security or safety but that's not always healthy either right even if a wife is the one that's trying to pursue every little tiny little detail of, of, you know, of a graphic nature or something. Right. I think for, for a wife, when, you know, she, you know, she could say, I want full disclosure. She doesn't even know what that full disclosure is going to entice, you know, going to be. So she might not even know the depth of it. So she mm -hmm. might not be prepared to hear all of it at that time. Yeah. Right. And, and having, doing in a counseling setting, I think can be very healthy for both because the counselor can prepare both parties mm -hmm. uh, with that too, right? But I would say some wives, some women need more detail than others. It, there's something about personality 
that you feel like you need more, just beware, ladies, because I'm talking to the ladies now that uh, those details, they can become huge triggers for you. So um, I would refrain from trying to become too graphic on this. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, we're actually over time, but I don't care because this is really, really good. And I think our listeners will be accommodating for us having a longer than normal podcast because there's two more things on here uh, that I really want to get to. Maybe we can get to three, but especially the one about grieving and then talking a little bit about trust. So let's unpack that whole grieving part because everything I've heard and everything I saw even in my own wife was that the real meat of healing comes through grieving. And so why don't you talk about that? And Marie, especially, I think you could really speak to this on a couple of different levels when, it, when you think about grief, not only in the, the marriage regarding sexual sin, but you also had another issue happen in your family that was simultaneous. So would you mind maybe unpacking that story a little bit for us to help the ladies out there understand grief, but then also maybe help the husbands? How can they walk alongside a wife in her grief that might be, you know, helpful and healing for her. Okay. Wow. (laughs) So, yeah. um, Yeah. During the time when my husband disclosed his sexual sin to me, uh, we had a son, a 15 year old son who was re-diagnosed with brain cancer. And um, five months after he was re-diagnosed, he passed away. So I was experiencing a loss of a marriage, even though my husband and I did not, separate or get a divorce, I still had felt like I had lost so much in the marriage. Um, And at the same time, also experiencing the loss of a son. And grieving both of those, I started to realize the similarities in grieving. One, One grief with my husband, I was very angry at him. I didn't experience the anger with my son's loss. But for the most part, I, you know, with both of them, the grieving process was very similar. Mm-hmm. What would you say were the, maybe the most, if I could put it this way, the most beneficial components of grief that sort of helped you move forward? And I hate actually using that word because mm-hmm. I never use the word get over. I mean, I lost my dad when I was 18 years old. And it's like, you don't ever get over mm-hmm. that kind of a loss, but you, you do heal in a way that you can, you can live life. Mm-hmm. You know, carrying that loss. Mm-hmm. So what would you say were maybe the most beneficial things? And then alongside that, what are some things that a husband could do that can help that process or can maybe hurt that process for a wife? Well, I think that one of the most beneficial things is not a very fun thing. One of the most beneficial things was to allow myself to feel the pain, mm-hmm. uh, to feel the pain of the loss and the deep, you know, that, that, kind of the heart wrenching pain of it. Um, And there were times I couldn't experience all the pain, but allowing myself to feel the pain for as long as I could and as deep as I could that day, because unless you're going to feel the pain, you're not going to be able to process the pain and you're not going to be able to move forward beyond the pain. So, and, and some of the things that could hinder that is um, just telling a wife, well, just get over it. Right. Yeah. 
Bad advice. Yeah, bad, yeah. bad advice. And some of the things that could help is like for me, just my husband sitting with me in that pain. Mm-hmm. And he, he didn't have to fix it because he couldn't. And, you know, so he was just sit there and just sitting with someone in their pain can be helpful. Now, so let me, let me ask it and either one of you can answer on this. So I, I can only imagine, and of course I saw much of this with my wife, but we were separated at the time. So I didn't see necessarily a lot of her healing firsthand, but what we hear from many, many wives is there's such a vacillation going on emotionally that there's one day that maybe you, you don't even want to see like your husband, like physically even see him. Then maybe the next day, you you might you would probably like for him to just sit next to you when you're crying. How does a husband, like, <laughs> what are the signals that maybe a wife can give? Or how can a husband learn to read that to know when do I move in? When do I let there be space? I mean, are there any tips that you would give to husbands and maybe even wives to signal that of, okay, I need I don't need words from you right now. I don't need advice or fixing, but I could use you in the room or I need space right now. I mean, is this something you need to verbalize or is, are there things that maybe husbands can get a little wiser to um, that would help wives in that grief process or just in her healing? Yeah, I think one of the questions you can ask is, how can I help? Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear from you, you know, just and really be, if, if, you, if, if she voices anything about, I need some space, give it. Uh, make her wishes really come true. You know, I think just honoring her desires would be huge Mm -hmm. there. And I think it takes some restraint too, right? Because sometimes you do have that urge to just want to do something or fix it. Um, But just to give that space. And I've, I've speak, uh, I've spoken with many wives who have um, wanted to just have, um, Maybe the house to themselves, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or go, f- go for a long drive and just be with, uh, other, talk to um, their support or whatever. So, and here's what I would say to the husbands out there is for themselves to be able to know whether they are um, asking those questions from the, play, from the right motives or not mm-hmm. is when whatever the wife's response is if you then get upset because of the sacrifice that it's going to cost you, your motives were wrong in asking the question. So it kind of gets back to that first part of being, Hey, I'm a hundred percent committed to my personal recovery. And so when I'm offering help to my wife, I actually need to be offering help to her. Cause if she says something like, I really could use a weekend by myself in the house and you storm around and start throwing a big old fit, you well, your motive, around. yeah, you've just now made it about yourself again instead of saying, I really want to help you. Um, now, on the flip side of that, I think, wouldn't you also say then that a wife needs to be careful mm-hmm. of then having her response to those questions of, of, you know, how can I help you, to then be filtered through her anger in a way that then she's asking for things that are just trying to hurt her husband, mm-hmm. right? You have to be careful of that as well. So then I, maybe a wife also needs to ask herself, what's my motive in answering that question? 
Mm-hmm. You know, am I really trying to say I want to do something that truly is going to be helpful for me? Or do I now want to do something that's going to nail him to the wall, you know, and really make him hurt? Right. Which is very yeah. possible. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so let's, uh, let's land the plane here with this, this issue on trust, if we could. Can we talk about that? Um, you talk about, this is, again, being tips for husbands. You say here, and, and we'll have to see how we think about this, you know, <laughs> rebuilding trust is 100% on you, and it'll take time. So tell, unpack that. Let us know what you mean by that. Well, it is. Um, you're the one who has broken trust here. And trust is uh, lost quickly and it's regained very slowly. Mm -hmm. And it should be. So it's going to take uh, time and again, the need for patience. And um, what we tell wives is look for actions and not just words, right? Right. So um, it's going to be your, your conduct, the things you're committed to, that will give her that sense of rebuilding and can I entrust myself to this person again, mm-hmm. right? Um, so we go back to the honesty piece. Being honest is so very important and it really uh, shatters rebuilding trust when you're not. In, and I don't know, Jonathan, but I, I hear from the grapevine that there's uh, just... Uh, Many guys get in a habit of lying. Oh, yeah. Right? And, and they lie about things that have nothing to do with sex. Mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of, it just, it's the second language that they've acquired, I guess. Right. <laughs> so that is something to be self-aware of, you know, that it might be a, an area of your character that is really going to, you're going to have, have to be watchful for. Right. So if you say that, lie about something because I hear from wives if he's lying about this what else is he lying about Mm -hmm. you know so if you catch yourself in a lie go and say it go and confess it right so that's it goes back to that very (laughs) basic and I would even say just uh I think sometimes what guys do too is like you said they kind of get in that habit of lying even what they don't need to lie about you know just they just lie 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 and even if they begin to catch themselves, they feel like they have to have time to figure out confession. And I say, listen, as soon as it comes out of your mouth, just, just say, that was wrong. That was a lie. Let me tell you. I mean, like, don't wait. Why do, why do guys feel like they have to wait? You know, it's like it, it gets worse the longer you wait. If you tell a lie, just catch it right then and go. And a lot of times... The there's sometimes certainly early on, I think, in recovery where the lies that guys are telling are just bold faced lies. I mean, they are just complete untruths. I think some of the lies that guys tell are either embellishments, like there's factual information there, but then a guy wants to make a story sound a little bit better, mm-hmm. or there's I'm going to give you 80% of the information that is part of. And that's where I think, again, a guy needs to just stop himself right there and say, that wasn't the whole truth. Let me tell you the other 20% of what was going on here. 
Mm-hmm. But Marie, yeah. what are your thoughts on just the issue of rebuilding trust and just some of the things that could be beneficial for husbands out there and recognizing they've got to bear this responsibility to rebuild what they have torn down? Mm-hmm. Well, I agree with what you both have said. Um, just even just to be a man of integrity in every area of your life, because when there's like even even playing a card game, if I would see Todd say something that's not true or, or cheat a little bit, I start to wonder what else is he cheating in or what else is this? You know, it just, you know, just in every area of your life. Um, and also if there is a relapse to, to come and talk to her about it. So many times I hear men say, well, we don't want to re injure or we mm-hmm. don't want to hurt again. We don't want to destroy again, but it, it will hurt, you know, it, it just will. It will hurt her again. But when you come to her and tell her and not get caught and then tell her, but actually take responsibility and come, she starts to see a man who is growing in his journey. And that helps build trust. Even though it will hurt, it will also help build the trust. And I'm glad you brought that up because I think it is important to make the distinction between what we were talking about earlier regarding full disclosure which is like on the front end when everything needs to come out that is historical, that hasn't, you know, that hasn't come out yet, that you don't want to dribble that out, right? Right. But that doesn't mean that once full disclosure has happened, Mm -hmm. that there's never going to be confession again after, like, as if you're never (laughs) going to fall or fail or do something that, Mm -hmm. you know, is is Mm -hmm. untruth, uh, you know, or anything like that. So you still have to be in a mindset of, well, if I do stumble or if I do hide something or do something wrong, I need to confess it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually learned something about confession that I never would have dreamed. And that uh, in terms of how that actually benefited my relationship with Elaine was that this was years into my recovery and us being back together. And I had a confession that I needed to make and I confessed it to her and we prayed. And, and after we prayed, she looked at me and she says, I wish I had your courage. I never would have dreamed that confession and the unwillingness to leave things in the dark is something that could be a character quality that could actually be inspirational to my spouse. Yeah. Like whoever thinks that confession is, is like a character quality that's good. But I think if you think about it, don't we respect a person who is Mm -hmm. at their own detriment going to say I was wrong and take whatever the consequences mm-hmm. are because there's something honorable about that, right? Absolutely. I had a funny uh, illustration that came to mind when I thought about confessing because that's very hard and you're right. It takes a lot of courage because you don't know what she's going to do. Right. No, you don't, especially right? in those early oh, yeah. months or whatever. And, yeah. And, yeah. So I, no guarantees from right. this side. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I would say I thought about Ice water ba- bathing. Have you heard of those in Norway? Oh yeah, where they cut the holes in the ice and then they, they and they jump go in, in and, yeah. and they jump in and and some for some people. So I I was curious and I looked it up and what it does. Right, that people that practice this besides which, stopping which your to heart. Me, <laughs> to me, it sounds crazy. I'm from Brazil. I like warm water, and uh, but it resets your system. There's a cleansing that takes place you know, your blood flow goes much faster and there are all these things, you know, and I'm just saying, wow. uh, I, to me, it, it, it is like you're really uh, throwing yourself in the icy water, mm-hmm. but 
uh, you have the safety that God will be with you and there's God's grace. <laughs> yes. So the final tip to husbands is take a trip to Norway, cut a hole in the ice and take a dip, right? So that's the final but tip. That, is, that goes with the courage you're talking about. It does, you know? absolutely, yes. And I, maybe that's a good place for us to end is just, you know, guys, ha- have courage. Yes. Like, you know, this, is, this really is about, um, you know, when the Bible talks about husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to tell guys all the time, there's only one of the spouses in the marriage that is told to go to the point of death for the other one. It's not the wife. It's the husband. So the husband is told to go to the point of laying down his life. And so you've messed up, you've screwed up, you've, you've broken trust, you've done all these things that have hurt your wife, but God is a resurrection God. And he can bring to life that which has died if you're willing then to surrender and sacrifice yourself. And so I would say that would be my final tip to husbands is just to have courage. Is there any final words that you all would have for, for husbands or wives out there who are facing this challenge? Well, I think just this came to my mind was that women are looking for humble warriors Mm. to lead and to guide them and to stand guard for them and to protect them. Mm, That's Mm. good. That's good. Yeah. I think I will, my, my final word is just the idea of patience and it, it's so needed from both sides uh, and grace. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, I just encourage husbands to look at your wife with grace mm-hmm. in the same, the other way around. And one last time, uh, where can wives uh, get information about the wives care groups and when is the next one coming up? Um, wivescare.com. Okay. And, and the next one will be October 10th on Wednesday. Yeah. And if you have any questions, you're welcome to email me. Um, and one of the groups happens like midday and the other one is in the evening, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. Yes. So wivescare.com. Marie, thank you so much for being with us. It's always good to see your face and hear from you. So thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, and listeners, we are always glad you're with us and we look forward to having you back here next time on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Take care. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.